Hello and welcome. This is episode number eight. We're going to be talking about where does a thought come from? And quantum physics says that anything and everything in the universe can be traced all the way down to subatomic particles and the mysterious forces that make up what we experience as so-called life. What does it mean to be alive? The very famous philosopher Descartes coined the phrase, I think, therefore I am. And I think we've all heard this phrase, and I think this phrase resonates on everyone on a deeper level. It sort of strikes something accord in us that we all know to be true. And he is sort of right. So if you stick around, this is what we're going to be talking about in episode eight. Thank you for listening and welcome to the Rama podcast. So I want you to imagine a thought as sort of an energy bubble that emanates from within you. Yet thoughts are technically electrical stimuli passing back and forth through neurons. So a thought is not imaginary. A thought is not something that is not real. A thought is actual physical energy moving back and forth through matter, which is our neurons inside of our brain. So I'm going to switch gears here and go to Proverbs 23, verse 7. It says, and this is um, Solomon, David's son, who wrote Proverbs, and this is what he's saying. For as he thinks in his heart... So he is. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. And what does that mean about his heart not being with you? It means that he is betraying his true feelings with false words. And this, a quote by Solomon, for as he thinks in his heart, so he is, it almost is the same as Descartes saying, we think, therefore we are. So this verse mentions the word heart. Humans use the word heart metaphorically all the time, almost in our everyday life, to represent something inside of us that is invisible to our eyes, yet we speak of it as if it's something very real. And and when we talk about our hearts to each other, people aren't like, um, why are they talking about a heart? Everyone's like, yes, my heart. So God's word mentions the metaphorical heart over and over and over in his word. You know, the heart is referenced many times in the Bible. So what is it? The heart represents our invisible inner person. The inner person is who we are. The heart transcends space and time. It never dies. Each individual heart is unique and created by God. The heart is composed of our mind, our emotions, our will, our consciousness, and our drive to love, our spirit. So the mind is where our thoughts reside. The condition of our heart affects what we will think. Temptation always starts off as a thought. Another part um, of our heart is our will or our decision-making. Our decision-making is affected by our thoughts and our emotions. Since our thoughts, actions, and emotions can be sourced back to the heart, as stated earlier, the condition of the heart should not be ignored, since after all, we are our hearts on a transcendent level. Remember, our hearts are our invisible person. What you let into your mind via your ears, eyes, touch, digestive system, whether you want thin your heart or it will destroy or darken your heart. 
If all you do is watch TV about sex and drugs and murder and killing, if the people you are around speak of evil things, all these things affect the condition of your heart, which in turn affects your thoughts, emotions, decision-making. You will think evil thoughts, be angry, have little self-control of your actions that may cause harm to others. So having darkness in your heart sort of a domino effect. It affects the way you think. It affects the way you act. It affects your emotions. Another part of our heart is our spirit. Our spirit is our direct connection to God. We communicate to him via this holy connection. Through this connection, God showers us with love and the truth and therefore peace. It is the natural path we should take. Paul said to the Romans, the mindset on flesh is death, but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. What does this mean? Our flesh is what will die. It is not transcendent and is inherently disobedient and defiant and dark-hearted. A spirit set on the flesh can lead to lies, murder, sexual immorality, theft, envy, greed, pride. All of these characteristics lead to death. They do not give life. They do not bear fruit. They make people sick. They cause death. Children of God keep their hearts pure by fellowship with Jesus through our spirits graciously given to us by his sacrifice of paying for our sins on the cross. We also read God's word. We read the words of Jesus. We read what he says and we, <coughs> excuse me, we form a relationship with him. Solomon says in Proverbs 16, 23, a wise man's heart guides his mouth. So if you're wise, um, the heart is going to guide what you say. Paul also uses the analogy that your tongue is like a small rudder on a ship. It steers the ship. The ship is huge, but the rudder is small. It's the same thing with your tongue. It can steer you in which direction, although it's very small, it's very powerful. Samuel said in 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, that man looks at outer appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Once again, our heart is our invisible person. It is who we are without our body or our looks. It is what passes on when we die. We don't bring this fleshy, earthly body with us to heaven because it's been corrupted. But our spirit and our heart has been saved through the blood of Jesus and through a relationship with him. So in 1 Corinthians, Paul says, God will expose what is in the heart of every man. So it doesn't matter what feelings you keep concealed, they will come something in your heart. If you're harboring something in your heart, it will come to life. Luke 6, chapter 6, verse 45, Jesus is saying, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. An evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in, in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So, what is in your heart will eventually come out of your mouth. So another saying is a soul has no secret. That behavior will not reveal. So if it's in your heart, it will show. Darkness will show. If, it, if it's darkness, it will come out through your actions. If it's goodness, it will come out through your actions as fruit. So the Bible makes it clear that our thinking and our hearts are inseparably linked how we think affects our heart. Likewise, the condition of our heart affects our thinking. God has given us the responsibility of cleansing our heart. We can do this through a relationship with Christ, reading his word, and understanding who God really is. So 
I sort of want to close with this analogy of the Nutcracker. It's a famous ballet. It's a famous play. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's about this lady who has a machine. This is actually the movie. This evil lady has a machine that can bring toys to life. You know, the toys are not living before, and you put them on the machine, they mysteriously come to life. But... It's sort of a fight over who has the machine because the evil people want the machine to make evil people to take over the good people, but the good people want the machine so that they can, number one, stop the evil people from having it, and number two, bring people back to life who had been destroyed. So this machine that brings things to life, I kind of see that analogy as, as God's power and our heart is what makes us alive. It's what makes us unique. It's what makes us who we are. And like I said, the heart is made up of your conscious, your will, which is your decisions, your emotions, which is how you will respond, your mind, which is your thoughts, and your spirit, which is your ability to love and the thing that brings you to life. So think about that analogy of that machine and what, how the machine brought things to life and what the machine represents. And I'm going to end with some quotes uh, from Clement. He was the first Pope of Rome. He was actually trained by Paul himself. He says, Who can describe the bond of God's love? Who is able to explain the majesty of its beauty? The height to which love leads is indescribable. In love, the Master received us. Jesus Christ, our Lord, in accordance with God, God's will, gave his blood for us, his flesh for our flesh, his life for our life. Another quote says, How blessed and amazing are God's gifts, dear friends. Life with immortality, splendor with righteousness, truth with confidence, faith with assurance, self-control with holiness, and all these things are within our comprehension. And the last quote I'm going to leave you with is by Ralph Waldo Emerson. He says, what lies behind you and what lies in front of you pales in comparison to what lies inside of you. And that is your heart. So brothers and sisters in Christ, guard your heart above all else for everything you do flows through it. And I just would like to say, if you like this podcast, you can subscribe, find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks. Take care.